Hey, Pearlside Small Group Leaders. Thank you for joining us for another episode of our Small Group Discussion Guide podcast. We just came off of a great Small Group Leaders training. Thank you for making the time for that. I hope you were refreshed and encouraged just hearing each other's stories and the testimonies of what God is doing. And so thank you for all that you do. We couldn't do it without you. So this week, we're going to jump right into our Small Group Discussion Guide with Pastor Billy. Take us away. So this week's discussion is a little bit uh, different in a sense that uh, we're talking about the tithe, and uh, that can be a very challenging subject for many. So I'm going to just quickly walk through the guide here that really the whole issue is, you know, we live in a very challenging world, economic tensions, geopolitical tensions, I mean, the Russia-Ukraine crisis, and who knows what else is around the corner, and that causes a lot of fear. And I think it's important to realize that Jesus addresses this, this fear. And in fact, in, the, in, in his day, there were great economic tensions. The Romans oppressed the Jews. And so he, he speaks to the fact that um, when we trust in him, we can really live without worry. In Matthew chapter 6, uh, 5 and 6 particularly, he addresses that area of worry. And he, and he reminds us that we can't serve both God and money that either we're going to trust in God to be our provider and our protector, or we're going to look to something temporal like money to be our provider and our protector. And so how do we trust in God? Well, in, all throughout Scripture, the Old Testament, and even through the New Testament era, was the practice of tithes. And tithes uh, was the tenth that was given to God um, as, as, as worship. And in return, God promises to protect and to provide uh, the people that trust him in that way. And so, you know, the guide is pretty self-explanatory, but just a few points, you know, we are to bring the full tithe into the storehouse of the local church. The tithe is the test that triggers God's abundant provision, and the tithe is a test that ensures God's protection. And I think it's so important, especially in these times, that we are reminded that we need to trust in God. And one of the ways that we do that is by practicing regular tithes. And so in the discussion, you know, I'd love to hear again how people are reflecting on the sermon, what's God speaking to them through that, which is always the first question that we ask. The second question this week is, how have you seen God provide for you as you were faithful with the tithe? Now, this would be a great opportunity to share your testimony because a lot of people have testimonies. I mean, because you've trusted God, you've tithed, especially you leaders, and uh, you've seen God come through in amazing ways throughout the pandemic and in other ways. Share that to encourage others who may not yet have a testimony like that, to build faith. Um, so come prepared to share how God's provided for you, maybe how you got a job miraculously, a raise miraculously, mm-hmm. or, or how he provided for you in some inexplicable way uh, that can build the faith in the other members of your group. Right. And I, I just want to share, you know, there was a time in my life, and this is what I'm going to share in group, that for three months, the Lord told me not to work. And my husband and I were getting fertility treatments. We're, I'm like, what are you saying? Don't work. I can't do this. But we continue to tithe. We continue mm-hmm. to bring our offerings. And we were never in want in that season. And there's been so many times times over the 20 plus years I've been a Christian that God has been faithful as I've trusted him. So leaders, prepare your tripods, prepare the ones you're discipling that you've walked through this with, maybe in one-to-one, and and you've helped them walk into trusting God and tithing. Prepare them to share because it's the power of our testimony that encourages others to trust God. Amen to that. And then the last question, because not everyone will have a tithe testimony. You know, we're reaching a lot of new folks and people who aren't just there yet. And so the third question is, how do you think you can begin honoring God through tithes and offerings? What practical faith steps can you take in that direction? Um, You've heard us say this weekend that, you know, just start... Uh, start small. You know, you mm-hmm. don't have to go the full 10th right away, especially if you're in debt and other yes. challenges, but start small. Start with faith steps right. with the goal of building up to the full tithe and even beyond that. Um, but let's, let's start sharing what practical faith steps can we take to f- tr- fully 
trust God and honor him with the time. Yes, I love that because he says to test him, right? So this is their way of taking that baby step of faith, that childlike faith to step and trust him. And so I'm encouraged to hear what happens. Um, Pastor Billy, you know, this comes up uh, quite a bit when we have messages like this or small group discussions like this or in discipleship. Um, What about when people say um, that the tithe is a requirement of the Old Testament law and no longer applies to new Christians? How do we address that? Yeah, you know, it's a common question uh, that, you know, the Old Testament Testament law required the tithe, but in Christ, you know, we are not bound by the Old Testament law. We're under grace. Um, I would say you're right, but you're also wrong <laughs> because the tithe is a requirement of the Old Testament law. True that Jesus, uh, that, that was fi- fulfilled in, in the finished work of Jesus Christ, but the tithe also precedes the Old Testament law and therefore transcends the Old Testament law. This is so important that Abraham gave a tenth of uh, gave a tenth of everything that he had to the priest Melchizedek in Genesis fourteen twenty. You can go read that later, and that was pre-law. Mm-hmm. And so, if it precedes the law, it's a it's a spiritual principle that then transcends the law when Jesus fulfilled the law. Melchizedek was. Uh, most theologians agree that he was a, a type of a pre-incarnate Christ. In other words, it was Jesus in the flesh before he was actually incarnate. That's a long thing. I won't explain right now. <laughs> um, but Abraham recognized that when he met Melchizedek. He recognized his divinity and said, I got right. a tithe to this guy. Right. And so the tithe came way before the law, hundreds and hundreds of years before the law was ever written through Moses. Secondly, Joseph also tithed pre-law. Genesis 28, 22 shares how Joseph uh, wanted to honor God and worship God, and so he gave a tenth of everything that he had. So again, it precedes the law, therefore it transcends the law. So when people say, well, the law was abolished in Christ, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, and so there are a lot of ceremonies that we don't do because it was fulfilled in Jesus, but the tithe came way before that, and so it doesn't get abolished when, when, because the law is no longer applies to Christians. So one thing about the law, the Old Testament law, it was written to codify spiritual principles and values for the nation of Israel. So it codified the eternal principles that God always had in place. So right. it, was, it was there before, and so God said, you know, we need to put this as a law because Honestly, Paul said it's because your hearts are hard. That's why God gave you the law. So the tithe is not abolished. It's a spiritual principle that transcends. Secondly, in the New Testament, Jesus always calls us to exceed the requirements of the Old Testament law by upholding the spirit of the law. Matthew 5, 17, you can look there later, but he says, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And he goes on, for truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished, meaning at the end times. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness, here, this is important, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. What is he saying? The scribes and the Pharisees were, 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 were legalists about the law. They followed mm-hmm. every right. line of it. And what Jesus is saying, you need to exceed that, not diminish it or right. go less than that. You need to exceed that. So if they tithe because it was a requirement, here's what Jesus is saying. I want you to tithe because you want to. Absolutely, because you love me. That's right. And isn't that what the New Testament says? It says that God loves a cheerful giver. Right. Not doing it because it's a requirement. If I don't tithe, I'm going to be stoned. Mm-hmm. That's because I want to give now because God has been so generous to me. Yes. It's, for example, you know, and then this passage, by the way, it goes on and talks about you've heard it said not to murder. Why tell you don't even be angry? with your brother or sister, right? Mm-hmm. You've heard it written in the law not to commit adultery. Well, I'm telling you, don't even lust. That's what Jesus did. So here's what he did. He took the requirements of the law 
and he drove it even down deeper to the heart level. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't now make murder okay because the law has been fulfilled in Christ. doesn't mean adultery is now okay. Here's what Jesus did. He said, you've heard it. It's codified, don't murder. But I'm telling you, deal with that issue in your heart right. about anger. You've, it's written in the law not to commit adultery, but I'm telling you, don't even lust in your heart. So if, if he were to continue on, because there were tons of other laws he could have listed out, you've heard it written in the law, you are to tithe. Well, I'm telling you, don't tithe because you have to, tithe because you want to. Absolutely. Because you want to be a blessing, you want to be generous. And so he doesn't abolish the law, he drives it deeper into our hearts, down to the heart level. And that's so important. And so as we think about the tithe, it's not a requirement to New Testament Christians under grace but it should be something that we do out of love. The tithe isn't yes. the ceiling of our giving, it ought to be the floor. It was now implied. Everyone knows murder's wrong. That doesn't get abolished. abolished. Mm -hmm. it, was, it, was, it was a given. Everyone knows adultery's wrong, it was a given. That's why it wasn't, he didn't have to keep repeating it. And everyone had a baseline understanding that the tithe is a requirement. Now we ought to give generously out right. of our hearts, even above the tithe. That That's was right, required. and I love that because as you testify of what God's done through your life as you've tithed, I'm sure you're just like me. It's easier for me to be generous. It's easier for me to trust God. Mm -hmm. I trust Him to provide for me instead of in my own efforts alone. And it gives me peace in the midst of challenging times. And share that, share that and how yep. God has transformed your heart through tithing, not just the act, but your being right. and, and being with him. You know, God's been so generous to us in Christ. He gave his, he didn't just give 10% of his right. life, Jesus, right? He gave 100% of his right. life. And then, you know, to think about it, he only, he only asked us to give a 10th back. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's a reflect, ought to be a reflection of our hearts of wanting to give everything. So God is a generous God. But if you hear questions like that, because you hear, if you Google, uh, you know, you know of, is yes. tithing required mm -hmm. for Christians, you're going to hear no, because it was abolished in the law. But again, they're missing two very important things. Right. It preceded the law, therefore it transcends the written law. And then secondly, Jesus calls us to exceed the requirements of the law. Not ever, he never diminishes right. the law because the law reflects God's moral character. He exactly. never diminishes it. He always calls us to exceed it. And so when we think about tithing, that again ought to be the floor, not the ceiling of our mm -hmm. generosity. And it should set the baseline for what God is calling us to be, how he's calling us to be generous people because he's been so generous to us. There's so much more I could say about this, but I'm going to spare you uh, of the agony right now now but hopefully this helps as you prepare to lead your small yes, group yes and just week. have encouraging conversations this week encourage and pray for each other pray in the areas that they are wanting to trust god have them um, encourage them to test god in this but also we know we're heading into these times and church we have an amazing opportunity to be vessels of god's provision and generosity amen. to this world as we trust him first with everything amen let me just say one last thing just you know encourage people this isn't about god needs your money right it's really about god God wants your heart. Amen. And, and that's really the test. And that's why I go back to the verse where Jesus said, you can't serve both God and money. Mm -hmm. And I've experienced that in my own life. I look at my bank account, I get stressed out. I look at my 401k and my investments, I'm getting stressed out right now and all the financial burdens in my life. Um, but you know what? I have to go back. I'm, I'm not going to trust in the numbers that I see on that web, web page. I'm going to trust Amen. in God to provide. And this is a, a very tangible way for us to trust in him. And he always, always shows up. I've That's never right. met a person Come who on. said, I tithe and now I'm, I'm broke. 
joke. Right. You know, there, there might be some other factors that made that happen if that's true. But I, I've have so many examples of I've tied and God showed up in amazing, miraculous, powerful ways, and it just creates worship. It creates mm-hmm. worship in Absolutely. our hearts, and that's what it ought to do. Not just for us, but for the people around us that sees, wow, your God keeps providing for you. Maybe yeah. I better follow Him too. Come on. You've got peace, and you know you're going to be okay in the midst of tumultuous times. That's right. Man, where does that come from? Maybe I need to go to church with you and find out about this God. That's what this is about. It's about worship. It's about trusting God. So may this discussion lead all of us to trusting Him further and experiencing His provision and protection. Amen. Thank you, leaders. Have great small groups. We're praying with you, and we will be with you next week again. Have a good week. Amen. Thank you.